Welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esson. Creating a glorious future. We conclude by sharing on dealing with anxiety and worry. There's no way how you are going to have a glorious future. If you are anxious, if you are worried, if you are excessively fearful, you cannot have a glorious future. But when you are assured of the future, when you are guaranteed of the future, your mind is at rest. And anxiety is something we have to deal with. These are times of great perplexity. These are times of great anxiety. One should be anxious in these times. You hear stories every day. You hear news that will make your heart to be perplex. But the Bible says it's the sign of the end time. Said in these times, is this man's heart will fill them for fear of what is coming. In other words, what people are hearing will make them to have heart attacks. But that will not be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. God will keep you in a secret pavilion. It will secure you in the mighty name of Jesus. And when your heart is being overwhelmed, it will take you to the rock higher than high. There's a place of safety in Jesus. There's a place of refuge in Jesus. There's a place of security in Jesus. There's a place of confidence in God. And that will be your testimony in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the bolts of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry. This is Jesus speaking, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow we worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Well, I'm sure you very much know that little children don't worry. When you have a toddler, even teenagers, because they know their needs will always be taken care of. You can have a five-year-old who is worried about food. He knows that mommy will provide. It's mommy's job. It's daddy's job to put food on my table. They don't think about such things. And until you get to that point with God, you haven't started. God says, see me as your source. See me as your heavenly father. Say, all these things that other people worry about, don't worry about them. Stop worrying about food and clothing. I know you need them, and I will take care of them. Say, but just make sure you seek God's kingdom. Make sure you are right with God. Make sure you are working in alignment with his will all the day. That's all you need. Make sure you don't backslide. Make sure your relationship with him is intact. Make sure you are in tune with God, in tune with heaven. Once you are in tune with heaven, the rest will be taken care of. So our prerogative is to be in tune with heaven. And that's what God is asking of you, that don't worry about these things. I will take care of them. And you see, why is it that people are anxious? Why do we worry? Because life can be very uncertain. Things can be good and they can turn to bad. 
Life happens. Things can just turn from good to bad, from bad to worse. This is life. So because of the uncertainties of life, because of challenges of life, people worry. It's a natural thing to worry. It's a supernatural thing to trust in the Lord. It's a natural thing to worry. It's my prayer, God, to turn your worries even into victories for you in Jesus' mighty name. Anxiety is natural in a world that you hear bad news every day. There are things that will cause you to think again and make your heart palpitate. And you see, human beings, we are prone to believe the bad over and above the good. But it's my prayer, God, to reprogram your mind. And your mind will believe good over and above evil in the mighty name of Jesus. Why is it that people are anxious? Because Satan is on the rampage. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. His ministry is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's on rampage. And there are demonic powers that are going all over the place trying to mess people's life up. But they will not find you. They will not mess up your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And you know, anxiety also encompasses worry and fear. You cannot separate anxiety from worry and from fear. They are all together. They are all siblings of the same family. Anxiety, fear, worry. And you know, fear is a spirit. What opens the door for fear to come in is actually anxiety. When somebody is anxious, very seriously, before you know it, fear can creep in. But it's my prayer, God will fortify your mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will make you formidable in your mind. In the mighty name of Jesus. So satanic powers, demonic powers, they go about peddling, trying to sell fear to people, trying to sell anxiety to them, trying to sell worry to people so that they can use that to attack. Of course, why is it that people are anxious? Because, as I said, bad news all over the place. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 21, verse 26, that in these times, men's heart will fill them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming. Because these are times of shaking. The Antichrist is coming. The man of sin, the man of perdition will be revealed. After the church is raptured, this man of sin will be revealed. And before you have the main guy come, some Antichrist have gone ahead to do the job. So you see a shaking equipment, when it's coming from about, maybe less than a mile, you will hear it shaking. You hear the shakings. So something is looming in the realm of the spirits. There's so much shakings going on. There are things we haven't heard, we will still hear. These are times of perplexity. You will hear news that will make your heart to tingle. You will hear things that's never been heard before. I mean, now we are seeing good being called as bad. We are seeing bad being called as good. That's what is happening now. What people used to hide to do, they are not doing it in the open. So we are going to have more such news because many Antichrists have gone out into the world. You see people killing people and they don't care about it. So there are many Antichrists. They've gone forth because the man of sin is coming. The main guy is coming. It will be revealed. So these are times of shaking. There are times of perplexity. And you have to anchor where you have to know your God. You have to know your God to be firm. It's not enough to come to church, but you have to have a personal relationship with God. These are not times you play church. These are not times you dabble into sin. These are times you have to really know your God. You have to be one with Jesus. These are not times of games. Satan is not playing games anymore. And God will help us to become wise in the mighty name of Jesus. So financial stress, other issues of life, of course, make people's hearts to palpitate. It makes them anxious. And many of these things actually bring anxiety. But we thank God because in Christ there is safety. And what are the negative consequences of anxiety? 
when you are anxious, it releases toxins that are harmful to the body. Things that are injurious to your system are easily released. That's why people have high blood pressure. That's why they have all kinds of pressure. Because somehow their bodies are releasing toxins because they are worried. And of course, when you're anxious, it can cut your life short. You can't be guaranteed of a glorious future where you live in anxiety, where you live in fear, where you live in worry. You can't be guaranteed of a good future. That's not how to enter into a glorious future. Another consequence of anxiety is that it is indication of little faith. Matthew 6 and verse 30, in other words, Christ said, look, why are you worried, O you of little faith? If you have faith in God, it will take care of your worries. The fact that you worry tells God that you have little faith. It's not enough to pray. It's enough to cast your cares upon Jesus. It's enough to leave your anxieties at Jesus' feet. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. So you can be praying and be anxious. You can be coming to church and be anxious. So it's an indication of little faith. And you know, worry, the Bible calls it, Jesus Christ, when he was doing the parable of the sower, he says, worry, the cares of this world, he says, they operate as thorns. So worry is a thorn. It chokes the word of God in your heart. It strangulates God's word in your mind. It kills it. It takes life out of the word of God in your mind. You know, your mind is just like the ground. When you plant a seed in the ground, it begins to germinate. But as it's coming up, you also have thorns. You also have weeds also growing alongside with the good seed. And what the weed does is to also drain nutrients from the ground. So if care is not taken, before you know it, if the weeds are allowed to grow, they will overshadow the good seeds planted. Because they are also drawing nutrients from the ground. So, thorns are weeds. They will strangulate the good word of God, what you are trying to hold on to. If you are not careful, if you don't without the thorns and the worries, it will strangulate and take life out of the good word that is in you. Whatever you plant in your mind has a capability to grow. Your mind is like a ground. Whatever you feed, whatever you put in your mind grows over time. If you put the negative news there, you put lost pornography there, it will grow. If you put God's word there, you put encouragement there, it will grow. It's a matter of time. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The good man out of the good deposit of his mind, he produces good things. The evil man out of the evil deposits, evil deposit of his heart, produces evil things. So you can only get out what you have put in. Worries are thorns. It makes you forget how faithful God is. It makes you forget the goodness of God. It makes you forget past testimonies. It makes you forget past deliverances. It makes you forget how God came through in the past. It makes you forget. It makes you forget. When you actually lapse into anxiety, you forget. You forget. You forget. People actually forget how God has delivered them in the previous. Is my prayer you will not forget in the mighty name of Jesus. Is my prayer God will bring to your remembrance all those things he's done for you in the past in the mighty name of Jesus. Negative consequences of anxiety, it can disrupt your productivity. In other words, you can't think out of the box. You are just fixated on this problem, and that's where your mind is 24-7. You are fixated on it. So even when good is coming, you can't grab it. I mean, you can't think, you can't be innovative, because your mind is just fixated on this problem. It's just fixed on this problem, just fixed on this problem. And of course, it can actually make your productivity go down. The Bible says fear has torments. Fear as torment. Fear torments. 
is my prayer God will have mercy upon us. He will deliver us mightily in Jesus' mighty name. And of course, it also affects the way you treat other people too because when you're a victim of worry, you are consumed by yourself. You are not seeing other people who have challenges because you are just consumed, you are self-absorbed, it's just you and you alone, so you can't even help other people. You are not good to yourself, you are also not good to other people because you are a victim of worry. It's my prayer God will deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, how can you deal with anxiety? That's where I'm going to. By renewing your mind. The Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, when you go out every day, you come back in, you wash your body. Because you picked up dirt, picked up germs, you wash your body. Your mind also is like that. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Your soul encompasses your mind, your will, and your emotions. So if your mind is not thoroughly programmed by the word of God, you'll be in trouble. It's okay to pray, but it's not enough to pray. You have to deliberately put the word of God in your mind. You have to deliberately renew your mind. In other words, when you get back from work every day, you have to go back into the word of God. You have to remind yourself what God's word says. You have to remind yourself regularly. Because your mind is a programmable creature. You have to know that. You have to learn to wash your mind of defilements. You have to learn to encourage yourself. If you are not continuously encouraged, you will be discouraged. If you are not continuously inspired, you will soon expire. I remember some years back, many years back now, I was just in my house. I was fellowshipping with God. I was fasting. I was just waiting on God, ministering to God. And very shortly, I had a knock on my door. And they knocked and they brought news that my mom was involved in an accident. And they told me, oh, well, the cars are assorted, everything is okay. They tried to play it down. But you know, within me, I just had peace. Unexplainable peace. In other words, the Bible says, even the man whose mind is stayed on God, when he hears bad news, he will not be afraid. Psalm 112 verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. In other words, when you take out time with God, it will put you in a place that you will be unmovable. There's a place of safety. It's all in the mind. Peter was asleep even when they were about to kill him the following day. Jonah was in a mighty storm. He was in a turbulent storm. And yet in the storm, he was sleeping. He was fast asleep. Paul the apostle wrote four books, epistles, in prison. The issue is not the trouble. The issue is you. Because anywhere God is, there is peace. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge, is our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the only place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. Verse 5. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Jonah was in disobedience. God said to go to Nineveh. He headed for Tarshish. Even when he was in the boat and everything was crazy, 
he had peace because he knew his God. The same thing, Apostle Paul was going to Malta. Their ship capsized. Everything was crazy. But Paul was assured. That's where I want to be. Those are the people I want to emulate. And they are not super creatures. They are creatures like you and I. So how can somebody be sleeping when he knows he's going to be beheaded the following day? His relationship is intimacy with God. They've had God's voice. They've walked with God. They are walking with God. That's what makes the difference, brethren. As a child of God, nothing should move you. And I see God taking you to a place that nothing will move you anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see you becoming formidable. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will keep him in perfect peace. Those whose mind is stayed on him. So where is your mind? If your mind is stayed on things of this world, you will have big anxiety. Some people are counting the days. Oh, I'm 30 years old, no husband. Uh, when I'm 35, I'm sure there will be no husband. They convince themselves out of miracles. Whatever thing you see in your life now is what has entered into your heart. If the wrong enters into your heart and takes root in your heart, that's what you will produce. That's why people become creatures of habits. Because they've taken in the wrong things and it now becomes a stronghold. I would rather have the word of God to become my stronghold. I would rather have Jesus become my stronghold. Not pornography becoming my stronghold. What you take in, that's what you reflect. There's no story about it. There's no magic. God is not a magician. God is a God of process. So be careful what you take in. And be careful what you allow to remain in your heart. Always make sure you have a grip of your mind. Where your mind begins to go awire, call it back. That's how to renew the mind. Where your mind begins to think crazy thoughts, call it back to order. Things will always come to your mind. You cannot stop a ball from flying over your head, but you can stop the ball from petting on your head and building a nest on your head. You have the power to say no to wrong thoughts. So when those things begin to happen, tell yourself the contrary. When Satan brings thoughts to your mind, don't let them remain. The challenge is the remaining. Some people are already programmed to think evil. When they just sit down, it's automatic. They just lapse into that mode. I would rather be programmed to think good. So anytime I sit down, I'm lying back, I just lapse into Psalm 46. I just lapse into Psalm 91. That should be your mode. That should be your default mode, not evil. And of course, by being in right alignment with God all the time, that's how you deal with this thing. The Bible says, if we live in the spirit, we should also walk in the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. So alignment with God matters a lot. Turn your anxieties into prayers. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then the peace of God will garrison your mind. Say, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about anything. But by prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And don't be a lone ranger. See, some things will come to you in life that you need support. It's not every battle of life that you can handle by yourself. You are not designed to handle all the battles of life. Why do we come to church? Why do we have a church family? Why do we call for corporate prayers from time to time? Why do we come for Bible study? It's because we are trying to lend a helping hand. We are trying to support one another. We are trying to be a hand for another person. But when you excuse yourself and you want to do life alone, you'll be in trouble. Nobody is designed to do life alone. God said it by himself. It's not good for man to be alone. 
you don't have the capability to do life alone, offer emotional support. Encourage somebody because we are to do life together and not to be a lone ranger. The Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. In the animal kingdom, when the lion is pursuing a herd of antelopes or a herd of sheep, he's pursuing them, pursuing them. As long as they're in a team together, he can't attack. But over time, he knows that one of them will stray. And once that one strays, he now gets his prey. He just goes after one, and that's how Satan operates. Satan wants you out of the family of believers. He wants us to separate. He wants us to disunite. He doesn't want you coming to church. He doesn't want you to have friends in church. He tells you your friends outside are better. No, they are not better. We have the Holy Spirit here. We hear God's word. There are better friends in the kingdom than out of the kingdom. Don't let Satan deceive you. Don't be a lone ranger. You can't handle those challenges alone. You cannot. Somebody has a word. Somebody has a prayer. Somebody has a song. Somebody has an encouragement. Somebody has an action. Somebody is going to go someplace. That's how this thing works. And together, we will make it to heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. So, relationship. How are you doing with God? That's the main thing. Where is your heart? What do you feed on most of the times? These are the issues. It's my prayer God will help us. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.